Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today, presented by American Express. We start NBA Today presented by American Express following a developing story. Kyrie Irving, he is out for a must-win game for the Dallas Mavericks tonight against Chicago because, remember, Oklahoma City, they won on Thursday. So if Dallas loses tonight, their season will be officially over. But here's the thing. It's not just Kyrie Irving. Four of their five top scorers are not playing tonight. So take a look at the Mavs injury report here. Along with no Kyrie, no Josh Green, no Tim Hardaway Jr., no Maxi Kleba, Christian Wood, all out. So here to help us sort through all of this, Richard Jefferson, Kendrick Perkins, Zach Lowe. Richard, I'll start with you here. Your thoughts. Did that say rest for someone? Wait, wait, wait. Did. That, and let me make no mistake, yeah. Josh Green, University of Arizona guy, I think he's in his second. Did that say rest? Yeah. Now, Christian, Christian Lu- Lu- Luca has said that if there's a chance he's going to keep playing. Unless any- unless anybody else said that, then that looks I don't know. I don't know. I w- it's a developing story as far as I'm concerned because for a third-year player to be resting and not an actual in- injury, I- I'm very curious about that. Yeah, Zach, let's call a spade a spade here. Help us make sense of all Please. of this. Yeah, why is Richard acting like he's confused about what's going on? The Mavs are being rational. They're trying to keep their draft pick, which is a top 10 protected pick they owe to the Knicks from the Porzingis deal. They happen to be tied with the Bulls for the 10th worst record. And the difference between winning this game and losing it is enormous for their lottery odds. But let's step back for a second. At the same time, this is rational and embarrassing Mm. this is embarrassing for the mavericks who in the last week have had a protest denied had mark cuban do a media availability yesterday where he tried to explain away losing jalen brunson in free agency for nothing Mm -hmm. went all out to beat the kings the other night in a great win to keep their playoff hopes alive and then watched the jazz lose to the thunder and i guess decided well forget that win against sacramento right we're done here, even though we went all out the other day. But also, Luca's going to play, mm-hmm. even though no one else is playing. It's just all very weird. And the most fun way for this to end would be for Luca and Jaden Hardy to carry them to a win tonight against, the, against their best wishes, I guess. That would be the funniest outcome. But this is just, right. to trade all this stuff, it's just... It's just a bad, bad outcome. That's not even the last week, Zach. That's the last 72 hours for the Dallas Mavericks. Perk, what do you think? Well, I think the the Mavs, right, they're waving the white flag and throwing in the towel, which is very, very disturbing. And like Zach said, it's embarrassing, right? You have Mark Cuban. He did his interview. He's called out Zach at times for, for talking about Luka. Hell, he just called me out the other day for actually talking about Luca, You know, how are you the owner, but you don't take ownership and accountability in leading with your mistakes within the organization? So now you look at why did they trade for Kyrie Irving? 
They damn sure ain't trade for Kyrie Irving to get to this point to make sure that they protect their pick that they that they may have from the New York Knicks, their top 10 lottery pick. No, they traded for Kyrie Irving to make a push and to get into the postseason this year. And so with that being said is, it's all over the place and it's lack of accountability within the organization. And you know why Luka is probably playing? They probably wanted Luka to sit out. But Luka is saying, you know what? My competitive nature, which we can't deny that, he's going to hoop tonight because he's a hooper. He hoop in the summertime all year long, even when it's not for the Dallas Mavs. But at the end of the day, it's a complete failure by the entire organization. Right. One, because they're going to miss the postseason. Two, because they're not going to even get into the play-in tournament. And three, they're sitting and resting guys tonight in a must-win situation. It's embarrassing. Well, it's also Slovenian night for the Dallas Mavericks. They're celebrating that. So we'll, we'll get to see Luka Doncic on Slovenian yeah, night. But, Zach, you, you mentioned, okay, well, what, what, what could happen is if we see the Mavs actually pull this out. That's not out of the realm of possibility because on the other side, the Bulls, they are resting Patrick Beverly. Zach Levine's <laughs> not playing. DeMar DeRozan's not playing. And, and Richard Alex Caruso is questionable. Happy <laughs> Slovenian night. <laughs> oh, my God. Look at this. Wait, wait, wait. wait. This is the best part about it because I do believe I do believe the Bulls are locked in correct they're locked into 10 yeah the Bulls are locked into 10 which is awesome to say um so like they're like we don't want to win this game because we get into the postseason regardless so if we lose this game we can you know like we're, we're in lottery picks lottery, and they're locked in and, and they're locked right. in so it's going to first of all ladies and gentlemen this is a rare situation where you will get to watch two teams actively right. trying to lose it's going to be beautiful right because it's be Orlando it's already locked in. Orlando has their lottery but we it's all that's all locked in this is going to be something the Mavs they had a 96 percent chance to make the playoffs at the trade deadline today that has dwindled down to six percent chance so I want to bring in someone who's actually made these decisions Bobby Marks you worked in front offices you've been faced with these kinds of decisions to make would you have done the same thing tonight I would have I mean listen the optics stink right I mean we can all agree the optics stink especially when Christian Wood and Josh Green are resting and their season's going to be over on Sunday and they've got five months to rest it stinks I'm not denying it but when you look at this Mavericks team right now how it's positioned for the future. Their loan asset going into the offseason is re-signing Kyrie Irving. Now you add a top 10 pick to the mix here, that keeps something that you can trade at the, at the draft, you can develop a player here, but it's yes, it's a sign of desperation, but how this Dallas team is positioned, they don't have many options going mm-hmm. into this offseason, Malika, besides re-signing Kyrie Irving. And if you keep that draft pick, that adds to one of you know, one of few things that you do have. So to be clear, Bobby, you do not think, because I think that's a question that a lot of people have. have. Have we seen Kyrie Irving play his last game in a Dallas Mavericks uniform? You do not think that's the case. That's what I'm hearing you say. I No. I think Kyrie Irving, I'll be stunned if Kyrie Irving isn't back in uh, next year. Dallas has the most money to offer. They are backed in the corner. What are they going to create? $30 million in cap flexibility to go out and get who? And my big question is, can you afford to lose Jalen Brunson last offseason mm-hmm. and now Kyrie Irving and another offseason for nothing? And I think Mark Cuban realizes that. 
and I expect Kyrie Irving back in a Mavericks uniform. But you said that this is the decision that you would have made too. Zach, when you're looking at, well, the optics stink, but it's the right thing to do, is that where we should, we should land on this, with fans of the game should land on this? I guess it's a depressing place to land, but it's, it's the incentive structure that the NBA sets up with the lottery. It's like I said, it's rational and embarrassing at the same time. And in the core of a competitor, it actually should be a decision you don't make. They should go for it while they still have a chance. That's what they did the other night, which is so puzzling. If you're going to go this route, why wait for the outcome of the Thunder Jazz game last night? Why not just go this route, pull the plug? It just doesn't make a total ton of sense the process here I get why they're doing it but man you got these two dudes one one of which is a a first team second team all NBA player another you traded a lot for I I think you should go for it until you're dead and buried but I get why they disagree wait wait Zach but really quickly I'm gonna ask you this question then I have a statement if you were the GM president of the Dallas Mavericks what would you do right now in this moment Given the I, given everything, I would go that you, for it. You would, I would go, go for it. I would for go it. for it. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have done. I wouldn't have done some of the things that led me to this moment. But I would go for it, if only because I already went for it two nights ago, and my team pulled out a pretty damn inspiring win. I, I okay. I like that. I like that inspiration. I think the hardest part here, when the right thing to do and the smart thing to do and the optics don't all align. Unfortunately, they are in this position. This is where they find themselves. And so they know that they don't have a ton of flexibility, especially with the Kyrie situation. You talked about $30 million in cap and not being like, who are you going to go get? So if you can add Kyrie in a top 10 pick, now a top 10 pick can be used to trade and bring in a veteran. It can be used a lot of different ways. Maybe you go get the rookie of the year. Maybe you go get a high-level player that can add to what you're building. But Luka is still young. He's got multiple years on his contract. Then all of a sudden, Kyrie, you could sign him to a multi-year deal. And if you add a top 10 pick, now it looks like you're building. If you don't, you lose a lot of that opportunity. Now, it's sad to say it. I know it. But that's the reality of the situation where it would be smarter for them to maintain that top 10 pick, add Kyrie Irving this summer, and then build out from there. Right, because the Mavs' top 10 protected pick, it is owed to the Knicks as part of the Chris Dapps Porzingis trade. So that's sort of what they are all weighing here. All right, we're going to get back to the Dallas Mavericks a little bit later in the show. But in the West, also the Pelicans, they have finally shed some light on when we might see Zion Williamson return to action. So find out what he said, what Griff said when we return here on NBA Today. What's Griff talking about. Plus, still to come, we have a couple of champions joining us on the show. You see them there. Did they bring a special surprise with them, Richard? Find out on the other side of this break. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. NBA Today is presented by American Express. Don't live life without it. You know, people better get us now. That's all. You better get us now. Because it, it's coming. championship one of the more dominating runs in the history of this tournament Yes, sir. So here's UConn's path to the NCAA men's title. They beat Iona and St. Mary's in the first two rounds. Then Arkansas in the Sweet 16, Gonzaga in the Elite Eight, and then Miami in the Final Four before beating San Diego State in the championship game. And now it is my privilege. We are welcoming in a couple of national champions, Connecticut head coach Dan Hurley, all-tournament selectee Jordan Hawkins. Thank you so much for joining us today, gentlemen. Thank you. Thanks for having us. We are so excited to have you. And Jordan, before we look back, because I do want to do that on your title run, I understand that you have some news that you would like to share with us. Uh, yes. After having uh, long talks with my coaching staff and my family, um, I would like to thank God first and foremost. I would like to thank my family for all the support, and I would like to thank Coach Hurley for believing me. And that being said, I'll be clearing for the 2023 NBA draft. Oh, wow. Congratulations, Jordan. That is a huge decision, an incredible decision. I, I, for one, I cannot wait to watch you take the next steps in your career. But as we kind of look back here, you made 21 threes in the tournament. That is six more than any other player. And our draft guru, Jonathan Gavoni, he compared your game a little bit to Clay Thompson on our show a couple of days ago. Who do you model your game after? I mean, Clay Thompson is definitely one of the guys I watch. Uh, I watch play. Um, I mean, Rip Hamilton, Ray Allen, uh, UConn goats. I I usually uh, watch back, watch film on them. Um, try to nibble my game off them. I mean, and Coach Hurley just puts me put me in a great uh, positions, great offense, and I I, well, I succeeded. So. Coach, for, for our NBA audience that hasn't had the opportunity to watch as much of Jordan closely, what do you think he brings to an NBA roster? Yeah, I, I think you know Jordan has you know still like unbelievable upside, you know even beyond who he is right now. But I think he's one of the you know the best uh, movement shooters. You know, there's a difference between being like an elite catch and shoot player, but this guy can do it at full speed at, at a level that you haven't seen in college. And you know I, I get the comparison with, with players like play like Clay Thompson and he also has a lot of two-way potential because mm. he's athletic and he's long. If you're being compared to Clay Thompson and being told that you have it on both ends of the floor, that's really uh, the recipe for something special. But it, it has been a special week for your entire family, Jordan. Your cousin, yes. Angel Reese, both national champions, you and her. What has this week been like for you and your family? Man, this week has been absolutely insane. I mean, um, this her winning the national championship on on uh, on that Sunday it was it was amazing. Uh, I mean, then me winning it the next day it was it was absolutely insane. My uncle called me right away, said he was so proud of me. Uh, I mean, it, 
it, it's definitely life-changing for our whole family. So I imagine the the pickup games that you had back in the day were quite competitive. Can you take us inside those? I mean, yeah, they were. I mean, me, her, and our brother uh, that you now is going to now go to Maryland. Uh, is we we always used to compete uh, with our other cousins, other cousins. I mean, it was really fun, and just to be in this position now is it's, it's amazing. Going back to the NCAA tournament, and it, it was so amazing to watch that for both you and Angel. But Husky fans, they had a scary moment. They had to hold their breath after you almost missed the final four game. And coach, I imagine yeah. you did too because of food poisoning. So is calamari, are we just ruling that out as a celebratory dinner now that you've declared for the draft? Uh, yeah, it's probably, <laughs> it's probably no more for me. <laughs> Yeah, it's been taken off as an option for uh, uh, first course for our guys. And it was scary because you know, we certainly wouldn't have been able to do what we did without uh, you know, this guy was the, he was the best shooter scorer in the country this year in college. Well, before we let you go, Coach, for teams that are looking at Jordan, for teams that are looking and interested in him, what is the one thing that you want them to know from you? Yeah, I just think that this guy is, uh, for the modern game and the way it's played right now, I think he's got the potential to be a multi-positional defender. What he does from a shooting standpoint, uh, I, I think is, is going to be at the highest level of that league. And, you know, he's old school. You know, he's a guy that wants to be coach. He'll let you coach him. He's just going to get better and better. Uh, you know, he's a big-time winning player. You know, he's a championship-level player that has a, a skill set that's uh, that's NBA re ready. And when this guy gets you know his his full man body, this guy's going to be a major problem. Absolutely. Thank you both so much for joining us, Jordan. Congratulations. We look forward to Thank seeing you. what you do next. Thank you. So here are some key dates regarding the NBA draft and the NBA schedule. Take a look here. May 16th, we do have the NBA draft lottery. And then around that time, we also have the combine and then the 2023 NBA draft where Jordan will be waiting to see which team calls his name. That will be on June 22nd. The stars of tomorrow, that is when we get to see them. And speaking of some stars, Bronny James, he participated in Team USA's Hoop Summit, which is especially interesting, not because of his play on the court, but because Bronny did an on-the-record interview, something that we, we really haven't seen him do. So here is Bronny on his college decision-making process. You know, it's fun times, the good like good joke with them, you know, um, talking to them, talking to the coaches. Uh, it's good to, you know, know that they want me there with them. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's my decision. And I need to make the right one for me. Do you know when you're going to make that decision? Um, um, I think we can move on to questions about USA basketball and the Hoop Summit. Joining us now is senior NBA writer for <laughs> Anscape, Mark Spears. You were there in that media scrum around Bronny. And Hoop Summit's actually special for us, Mark, because it's where we met for the first time many, many years ago. Yeah. But this year, what were your takeaways from Bronny's media sessions, and what was the James family reaction to all of it? Yeah, it was cool. I got to ask him the first question of all his uh, media to come. And uh, no, he was great. As you saw, USA Basketball wanted it focused just on that. And he was just so excited and, and, and was very, very poised. And, you know, I heard uh, one of the family uh, ambassadors was there and she filmed it and she sent it to LeBron and Savannah and they got a chance to watch it after the game. I heard, heard that the parents were very, very pleased, you know, with uh, what he did in that first interview. And uh, Bronny did say that he expects the whole James clan to be there on Saturday. Mm. Um, word is his father was expected to be there. Also, Draymond Green, some of the Warriors 
they play the Blazers the next day and some of the Blazers as well. So definitely going to be a star-studded group there on Saturday to watch Bronny James and the Hoop Summit and also the ladies that play before them. Yeah, and after after that media session that he completed, it was the same day that the Lakers were playing. So when the Lakers opened up the locker room, LeBron, he was all smiles. He just talked to his sons. So we seemed to feel uh, really good about it. I do want to flip to the other big names participating in this summit. Juju Watkins is one of them. What did you make of what you saw from her, and yeah. will she play on Saturday? Yeah, Juju was the best player I saw, male or female. Wow. She she was amazing. She sprained her ankle in practice on Wednesday, but she did practice today, and everything looks like she will play tomorrow. I'm hearing that she's a combination of Diana Taurasi and Maya Moore, which is, is saying a ton. She's a natural scorer. She makes everybody better, and she could get to, where, or to her spots whenever she wants to. She is swag personified. I was asking her you know, how she was dealing with her uh, celebrity. And she's like, look, I'm, I'm no Beyonce, but you know, it, it does surprise me when people are recognizing me from time to time at the mall and elsewhere. So Man. keep an eye on her. She's the next big addition to uh, women's college basketball. I love it. I, I just hope that one day, Mark, someone somewhere calls me swag personified. I don't, I don't think I'm quite there yet. Mark Spears, thank you so much for <laughs> they, joining they us. Have. They just didn't tell you to your face. Uh, they have. Thank they you for joining us, my friend. I appreciate you. Still to come on our show, we're going to revisit the top story of the day. Dallas, I mean, they're essentially waving the white flag. So our reporter, Tim McMahon, he joins on why the organization changed course today. Plus, another team out west with all eyes on them, the Pelicans. When do they expect to get their superstar to return to the fold? The latest up-to-date information on Zion Williamson and Big Perk. He has thoughts on Kevin Durant that he cannot wait to get off of his chest. The suns are streaking and it's got KP thinking differently. Don't go anywhere. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antscape presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to NBA Today, presented by American Express. Welcome back to NBA Today. So it's been 95 days since we've seen Zion Williamson in a game. And yesterday, it was the announcement we were all waiting for. And then, unfortunately, it turns out we're all going to be waiting a little bit longer because Pelicans Vice President David Griffin, he said that Williamson will, quote, continue his rehabilitation and conditioning regimen and that the team would continue to monitor his progress. So let's go to New Orleans now and welcome in our reporter covering the Pelicans, Andrew Lopez. Andrew, I understand, though, today you got a chance to talk to David Griffin a little bit more. What can you tell us? What more did he tell you about Zion's status here? 
Well, we did get a little bit more of an update than that message uh, that he put out yesterday, the statement he put out. Right now, Zion still has more work to do, still has more metrics to hit. When asked to clarify exactly what the metrics were, Griff said it's stuff like strength, flexibility, court speed, all things that they can measure as a team right now in the weight room. So he still has to get some uh, get through some things to be able to be cleared. He had got the three on three work, has not got to five on five mm -hmm. just yet. Uh, but he also mentioned that when Zion feels like himself, he'll let us know and we can take the next step from there. OK, so he has not played five on five yet. Do we have any understanding as to when we might actually see him on the court? Maybe not when we will see him, but we know when we won't see him. We will mm. not see him practice in the Pelicans' last practice uh, of the regular season on Saturday uh, in, in Minneapolis. They travel, obviously, to take on the T-Wolves on Sunday. He will not play in any play-in tournament games if the Pelicans qualify or, or stay 7, 8, or 9. Griff said that he would like to get him uh, uh, at least a couple 5-on-5 practices. So right now we're looking at, at the earliest, in a best-case scenario, Practices leading up to a first-round series or practices during a possible first-round series. Okay, so best-case scenario, possible first-round series. Andrew Lopez, thank you so much for joining us here on NBA Today. That's not exactly, Richard, the news that Pelicans fans wanted to hear because they should be used to it. They games. should be used to it. Right, because he's be missed 133 games over yeah. the last two seasons. That means he's played in just 29 of them. I want to bring Zach Lowe and Kendrick Perkins back into this conversation because I, I am curious, Perk, would you manage Zion the same way the return to the court that the Pelicans are? I mean, you have no choice, especially with his history and his body frame. And what it goes to show me, what it tells me is that not only do he have to pass like, you know, other guidelines or whatever the case may be to get on the floor, but they also put in the word conditioning. And mm. that's been tied to Zion. And when you're out with an injury, we all know as former players that you have to make sure that you're putting the right things in your body. And watching the clip, Zion looks a little heavy. I'm, I'm, this is my honest opinion, again. And me knowing David Griffin, or Griff, like Richard would say, I know Griff is saying, we can't put you on the floor like this because it may cause you to injure something else. And so when I hear him ramping things up and things to that nature, it usually don't take this damn long for a hamstring injury for a guy to return. And again, like I said three weeks ago, if I'm the Pelicans and I'm the front office, I would really consider trading Zion Williamson this offseason. Zach? I was next to Perk in studio when he said that. I remember. And I remember it. And what I said then preceding that was, the man has played 114 games in four seasons. Mm. At what point does this become a crisis? At what point does it become a condition that is just endemic to the Pelicans and the Zion Williamson experience? The point may be mm. right now because it's just unclear when we're ever going to see Zion play this season, next season. How can you know anything for certainty? And if you don't know anything with certainty, how can you go about building your team around this guy as a max level star? I hate to say it, it's not fun to say, but it's the real fundamental question the Pelicans have to start asking themselves. The good news for them 
is the rest of the Pelicans are playing their butts off right now mm. to get into the play-in and give themselves still an outside mm -hmm. shot at getting up to six. Brandon Ingram's playing the best ball of his life, triple doubles every other night. Trey Murphy is coming on looking like a potential, you know, superstar kind of role player. Everyone is Herb Jones is making shots. They're fighting for their season and playing really well with Zion out. And maybe that's the best news of all. If he's ever able to come back, this team is reminding him again, hey, we got something here. We got something cooking. I'm going to say this. I think everyone is correct. I think the Pelicans should. Now, the problem with that is because he is such a box office star. His name alone carries so much weight. And when you're talking about a smaller market, they just lost Anthony Davis, who goes on to win a championship. They get Zion Williamson, number one pick in the draft, one of the more, you know, kind of, you know, big time names that were able to come out it, but this is the thing mm -hmm. the energy the the injury bug started in college mm. it started in college and it's been transferring over into this league yeah. we play an 82 game season even if you're load managing you're going to play 70 games and then you have a postseason that's another 25 games of the most grueling basketball that you could ever try and play. There is nothing that the history has shown that Zion Williamson can get you through an 82-game season and then get you through a postseason run. And this is why this is important. He is still in his early 20s. If you are dealing with high-level injuries in your early 20s, it doesn't get better as you get older. It doesn't. And I think Zion Williamson is, has an MVP-level talent. There is no doubt because he's so unique of a player but there has been nothing not a single thing that has shown us in four years that you can build a team around him that's mm -hmm. just a cold hard fact is not does not my opinion that's what yeah. the stats say well right now the pelicans they are in the play-in race let's take a look at that western oh, picture perfect. we'll get perk back in no 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 that's perfect the pelicans they're eighth they have the same record as the lakers la we know they own the tiebreaker but do you see the mavs they're all the way down there at 11 they half of a game behind okc the Thunder, they own that tiebreaker. And as a reminder, we talked about it early in the show, the Mavs looking on the outside in, it makes it all the more surprising that Kyrie Irving, he's out tonight. Josh Green, out. Maxi Kleba, out. Christian Wood, also out tonight against the Bulls in just a matter of hours. And no one knows this team better than our Dallas-based NBA reporter, Tim McMahon. So, Tim, they could still make the play in here. So help us make sense of why this is happening right now. I mean, this is, frankly, just a transparent tank job. The Mavericks decided that they would rather prioritize lottery position than the slim chance of trying to fight for uh, a playing spot. And, you know, I talked to somebody in the organization today, and they said, look, as more games passed, our destiny became bleaker and bleaker. The one thing the Mavericks have potentially a little bit of control of is not their ability to get in the play. And, by the way, they don't believe they're capable of doing anything in the playoffs if they did miraculously get there. They can have a little bit of control, perhaps, over whether they finish top 10 mm. in the lottery odds. They are tied with the Bulls, who, by the way, are resting some key guys tonight as well, for the 10th best lottery odds right now. And, hey, why is that so important? Because the Mavericks pick is top 10 protected. They owe the New York Knicks a top 10 protected pick as the final payment of the Chris Tapps Porzingis trade. Look, this is a bad situation for the Mavs. The worst case scenario, though, is they land 11 in the lottery, and that ain't their pick. That's going to Jalen Brunson's team up there in New York. Well, but someone, Tim, who is playing tonight, right, of all the guys who are sitting out, someone who's in is Luka Doncic. And I think the natural next question is, is what does he think of all of this? Because this is what he had to say the other day. 
Luca, there's been talk about shutting you and Kyrie down for the season. Uh, what are your thoughts on that possibility? Uh, no, uh, I'm playing tomorrow. Uh, you know, when there's still chance, I'm going to play. So that's not, not going to happen yet. I mean, there's little chance. We all know that. But, you know, like I said, as long as there's a chance, I'll play. I think they knew that I wouldn't want to want to do it. Uh, you know, uh, I think they know me like that. So I think it was not a big discussion. So that was Luca responding to your question on Tuesday. What does he think today? Listen, look forward to asking Luca that question post game. I'll say this: he's a man of his word. They have a chance. Luka Doncic is playing. The rest of the organization, let's be honest, they're pulling the plug around him. And when I talk to somebody in the organization today, I, look, there is real risk here. And the biggest risk is that Luca looks around and says, "Dude, I said we wanted to fight as long as we have a chance." Why, why aren't you guys backing me up? Mm. And basically I was told, hey, it is a fine line, but at the end of the day, Luca wants as much talent on the team as possible. The organization is doing what they feel is necessary to maximize their odds of being able to put talent around Luca. But again, uh, that's a tough situation. And you know, look, the other lingering question here, you mentioned Kyrie Irving is out tonight managing that uh, right foot injury. Uh, that will be recovered when he is a free agent this summer. As Kyrie Irving played the last game for the Dallas Mavericks, we'll see. The Mavericks hope not, but we won't get an answer on that until July. Well, the Mavericks, they are able to offer him more monetarily than any other team, so we will see what happens in July. But for tonight, Luka Doncic is in, those five guys are out, and their postseason hopes, their play-in hopes, they are on the line against the Chicago Bulls. Tim McMahon, thank you so much for joining us. A team that is fully and formally in the postseason, the Suns. And Big Perk, he has been patient. He's been waiting, but he can wait no longer. He has a take on Kevin Durant just minutes away, and I promise you, you do not want to miss it. Stay tuned. <clears throat> ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Allstate. <clears throat> ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Capital One. Welcome back to NBA Today. The Suns continue to roll Richard Jefferson with Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and Chris Paul in the lineup for them. Let's go to last night. They're in action against the Denver Nuggets, although the Nuggets were missing a whole lot of players. But that didn't matter for Chris Paul. It didn't matter for Chris Paul. You know what I liked? I think this is more foreshadowing. He's going to have to play off the ball and be more of a catch-and-shoot guy, which is great. He's always been a ball-dominant point guard and one of the best that we have ever seen. But 
this is where he's going to be what he needs to be for them. Those catch and shoot off the ball, it's going to be a fun watch. This is what he had to say about his threes. Should have made more. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, just trying to take them shots, you know, and that's why these games are important. It's a new way. Uh, like I said, I ain't never really played with guys that's getting doubled like this, so. I mean, he said he should have made more, but he made seven threes. That is the most three-pointers in a game in his regular season career, Richard. It, it, it was. But, again, this is what we're talking about, why the Phoenix Suns are figuring it out still. Chris Paul has to get more comfortable with that because when you have Kevin Durant, when you got Devin Booker, they're going to get double-teamed, and so then it falls onto their decision-making. Chris Paul still going to be that point guard, but when he's got the ball out of his hands, that's when he's probably going to be most dangerous. Well, and I'm not making too much of the fact that the Suns couldn't put away a shorthanded Nuggets team until late in the game because, one, they were able to, and two, we talk about the Nuggets as being an incredibly deep team. Once again, Chris Paul gets the three to go. The Suns win 119-115. Here's Kevin Durant after the game. I felt good always, but it's always um, good to log in some um, – some deep, some late game minutes, 40 is something. And 40 is a number I love. You know, I like hovering around that number. Uh, but, yeah, coach told us before the game that he was going to try to get us some reps in. So it was good we was able to play a, a late game and, you know, have to make some meaningful plays down in the fourth. So it's good, good for us. So not only are the Suns 8-0 when KD plays, he's been historically efficient all season long, shooting 56% from the field. That's on pace to be the highest in a 50-40-90 season in NBA history. And not only has KD been shooting lights out this season, but his efficiency, it's been translating to wins. Since Thanksgiving, guys, Kevin Durant's teams, they have won 25 of the last 27 games he's played. And so, Kendrick, I know you've been patient. I know you've been sitting here waiting. I know there is something you want to get off your chest when it comes to Kevin Durant. So, my friend, let's hear it. What you got? And, and I do. And look, I have the Lakers winning the Western Conference, but let me, let me read this to you, okay? Four NBA scoring titles, tied third most all-time, all only behind Michael Jordan and Will Chamberlain. 13th all-time in scoring, which he will be top 10 by next season, Probably in the top five by the time he finished. Okay, ten-time, ten All NBA player, thirteen-time All Star, two-time, two-time Finals MVP, two-time uh, champion, one-time MVP. I'm talking about Kevin D. Rant. Okay, Kevin D. Rant. And when I look at this situation right now, and I look at the Phoenix Suns, the organization that have zero titles, if Kevin Durant, okay, could deliver a title along with a finals MVP, someone in that top tier greatest player of all time is going to have to move out of the way and let Kevin Durant walk on in. Because when it comes down to winning three finals MVP, he will be the sixth player to do it, and he will join the company of Shaq, Braun, uh, I believe is Magic, uh, and a list of others. Two Tim others. Duncan. But here's the thing. There you go, Timmy D. But here's the thing. KD, what he went through in Brooklyn, being reliable, guys bouncing on him, guys not showing up, him being available, 
and going to Phoenix and delivering in great fashion, I don't know who wouldn't put him as a top 10 player of all time if he could complete the mission by bringing the championship to Phoenix and the finals MVP. He's already, in my eyes, the greatest scorer to ever touch the ball. And again, guess what? It's about to be his second time where he's about to finish 50, 40, 90. So he's also one of the most efficient players to ever play the game of basketball. And I'm talking about Kevin Durant. Not Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant. Okay, that's great. I, honestly, Perk, I, I love your opinion so much. Like, they're so valuable, and I respect it. Let's start – okay, so ESPN did a list, right? We don't need to go to the top eight of that list, but let's start at eight, well, top seven. Tim Duncan's number eight. Oscar Robertson's number nine. They have Kobe Bryant at number 10, Shaq at number 11, and Kevin Durant at 12. Yeah, this is so, the top 75 So who list, yeah. would you bump out of that list and say if Kevin Durant were able – because this is one of the things. I don't believe it's this year or bust for the Phoenix Suns because there's just too many examples of superstars getting to a place. I believe because he has signed through multiple years and so is, Ke- and so is uh, Devin Booker, so is their whole squad. So I think if he does it in the time uh, – because Cleveland – LeBron went back, didn't win in his first year, won in his second year. I think that definitely changed how people viewed him and what he accomplished. So who falls out of the top ten? That's my question. I, I'm just curious. Who falls out? Oscar Robertson, Shaquille O'Neal, Kobe uh, Bryant? Who falls yes, out? Yes, absolutely. I, I just told you, Oscar Robertson. Yeah, Oscar Robertson. KD will replace Oscar Robertson. You have a problem with that? I'm going to let Zach take this next one. I'm going to take Zach with the – look. We're splitting hairs. We're splitting hairs when we're talking about the greatest players of all time. All of these guys are legends. They're iconic. They're pretty much once in a generation player. That's why you see these guys spread out over about six or seven generations. But if you think Kevin Durant will be better than Oscar Robertson, Mr. Triple Double, like that, that's your opinion. I, you are entitled to that. That's a beautiful thing about America. Zach? This is all very interesting to me because last year in Boston, when Steph Curry was wrapping up his fourth title Mm -hmm. and maybe the greatest playoff run of his life, we were on set anointing Steph Curry as a top 10 player, putting Steph Curry above Kevin Durant in the league hierarchy. And like RJ said, I hate all these discussions because you're not just splitting hairs. You're splitting like hairs within hairs within hairs within hairs of all the greatest. And I was the one on the set looking at Perk and looking at RJ and saying, are, we, are you guys sure you want to put Steph Curry over Kevin Durant? And y'all yelled at me. And y'all yelled this at me. This is about what Perk and said. Now, here we are what Perk said. Later, Kevin Durant's in Phoenix, well, and all of a well, sudden, first, yeah, he might be a top 10 player. No kidding. He's seven feet well, tall. He's a walking 50-40-90 machine, and I'll go one further than Perk. I don't think he's going to need to do all the stuff that Perk said about a finals MVP and another championship to be in a conversation as a top 10 player because I think he's got an outside chance at finishing like third, fourth, fifth all-time in scoring if he stays healthy. And his defense and his passing and his playmaking, he's the most well-rounded scorer in the history of the NBA. I don't know what criteria he's going to have to hit for people to put him in that stratosphere. But to me, he's already right in that stratosphere right now. If he stays healthy, the numbers are going to back it up. Well, Zach, first of all, you and I and Malika are the only ones that split in hairs on right now because Richard ain't split no damn hell, okay? That's the first step. Second of all, second of all, that is ESPN list, right? We all have our top ten list that we could go through and say, 
who is in our top 10 list. But I will say this, when it comes down to the top five or six, I think we can all agree that it's LeBron, mm. it's uh, Jordan, it's Kobe, it's Magic, it's Bird, it's Kareem, and it's Bill Russell. The other three after that are debatable mm. and replaceable. It's just, what is their preference? And so, like I said before, when I first got on here preaching this gospel, the rate that KD is going, he's going to be a top 10 score of all time next year. He Two, three years from now, he's going to crack that top five. So, in my opinion, one title with an organization that doesn't have one championship, yeah. Okay, and he delivers in great fashion. I believe that solidifies him as the top greatest player, top 10 greatest player of all time. Here's the thing. I know we could be chatting about this all afternoon. Kevin Durant, the Suns we are in action. Could. Right. The Suns are in action tonight. Kevin Durant will not be. Kevin Durant is not playing against the Lakers. TJ Warren is also out. DeAndre Ayton, Devin Booker, Chris Paul all out with rest. That is oh, according it's be a close to one. Phoenix Suns. So that means we haven't seen KD versus LeBron <laughs> since 2018. All right. Still to come on NBA Today. No, it's not Richard's hairline. It is Stanford's finest. Well, along with Chanae Gumake. But I'm talking about Haley Jones. She joins us. Stay tuned. At least it's all my hair. <laughs> I bought it. It's mine. It's mine. Can I buy some? <laughs> Presented by American Express. Don't live life without it. Haley's an old Magic Johnson. She really sees the floor really well. Has great vision. Oh, what a find! Haley Jones, a dime! She's just this such such a unique player. A point forward can do absolutely everything. Haley Jones working. She's good at it. I hate losing more than I love to win. So I'm trying to win all the time. What a career for Stanford's Haley Jones. She looks to continue her winning in the WNBA. And the draft is Monday at 7 Eastern on ESPN and the ESPN app. And how lucky are we? Because look who joins us now, the all-American Haley Jones. Haley, thank you so much for joining us here on NBA Today. And you dominated through college. But I'm curious, which skill of yours, which skill set do you think will translate best to the W? Uh, well, thanks for having me on. And I think the skills that's going to, yeah, I don't know, translate best will just be my playmaking capabilities, being a 6-1 point guard. I think it just allows me to have a lot of different mismatches and opportunities to play in transition, rebound and run, not have to look for an outlet. So just versatility translating at the next level. You're from a basketball family, right? Your mom played at Metro State, your dad at Colorado College. What did you take from each of their games? Yeah, uh, so my parents both played in college and then they co-coached varsity high school for Incredible. 20 years together. 
so I took I, my mom. My mom's the fierce one, fireball, and then my dad's that cool, calm, collected guy. So I think I kind of took that coach's mentality into basketball, and then being able to stay calm in late game situations while still being able to turn on that aggressive, tenacious uh, mentality when I need it. Can you take them one on one now? Um, I, most definitely. <laughs> my mom beat me since I don't know how long, and I know she's watching, and I'm gonna have to hear it after this. I love it. Uh, we've had a lot of guests on this show. We've had champions. We've had Hall of Famers. But I'm not sure, we were going through the list earlier, that we've had anybody on this show that has a whole day that is dedicated, dedicated to them. And your hometown of Santa Cruz officially declared April 4th as Haley Jones Day. How did you celebrate? Yeah, um, so it's my favorite, basically. Um, it, when I heard about it, my mom told me that the mayor called, and I was like, for what? And it was for my day, I suppose. But on April 4th, after we won the national championship, I got to drive down downtown with my teammates and our family Bronco with the police escort and the fire department. So now I celebrate, I don't know how, my mom usually calls me and messes with me. So that's my celebration, I guess. I love it. Well, the WNBA draft, it will be your day as well. Thank you so much for, for spending some time with us here on MB Day today. I appreciate it. I know the Masters is going on right now. Richard, what are you doing? Well, honestly, if you guys are gonna have me be here, then I'm gonna work on my Can game. Can you make one though? Yeah. I don't think I've ever, I don't even know how to I'm not good on short here. game, I'm more of a long game guy. Hey I'm done.